Hello, and welcome back to Crescent Moon Kids podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. I hope this topic today helps a lot of you out there who may be feeling desperate for information from your child about his or her day. Uh, One of the biggest complaints, or maybe a better term to use, is one of the biggest worries that I get from parents is they feel excluded from their child's day. Maybe it's a school day or it could be any time that the child is separate from the parents. Maybe they spent the weekend with the other parent if they're in a two-parent household um, or parents are in different households or maybe they've been at grandma's all weekend or whatever it is. But I think the biggest one is when they're at school because that there's a lot at stake for most parents regarding their child's schooling. And when I meet with parents for parent-teacher conferences, they, of course, they want to know what their child does all day. And I really get that. I understand. As a parent, you want to be involved. You want to be included in your child's day. You want to be aware of what your child is doing when they're not with you. You want to know if they're happy. You want to know if they're thriving, if they're doing well if they're getting along with other children or if they're being cooperative or behaving in the the appropriate ways are they performing at grade level these are these are so many questions that i get from people and of course many more um, many more things that parents are concerned about and so the impetus for this podcast came when I was thinking about those things and, and the concerns that people have about their children, and then along with the reality that a young child or possibly any age child really is often unreliable for information and much less accurate information about their day because sometimes children just get a really distorted kind of viewpoint and then their, their story isn't exactly as it happened. So when parents ask their children, what did you do today, which is a common common question people ask, the two most common responses that I hear parents telling me about are their child says nothing or they say, I don't know. And I can see some of you smiling right now as you hear this. It definitely rings a bell for, for many people. Now, I completely understand how annoying that can be. It can strike fear in you as a parent. You are worried that your your child is not being challenged or literally they are doing nothing all day or they're not learning. Um, Or some people are worried, why is my child not remembering what they did? So since this is such a common theme and because I've heard these concerns over and over, over the years, the many, many years that I've been teaching, I decided to to come up with this this um, podcast so that I could help you and kind of fill you in on some tricks, some ideas to help you get a little bit more information. So first things first, most likely you need to change your approach because it's clear that what you're saying is not effective. It's not getting you the desired results. Now, this is obviously not for those of you who are getting information, but even if you feel like you're you're getting only limited information from your child or maybe you're not sure about the reality of it, I encourage you to keep listening because you might find some helpful hints. Like I said, even if you're getting information, there's still some more things that, that you could explore and it might help you expand your conversations 
with your kids to get more information or more accurate information. So first of all, tell your child about your day. So instead of just starting off with questions to your child, start talking about your day and and maybe, um, you know, talking about something important or something that happened. And so it might sound counterintuitive, but when you start a conversation, either with your child or with maybe with your partner or a friend, you're setting an example. You're acting as a role model. You want information from your child, but if you show your child how to give that information, that can sometimes be more helpful. And I found that dinner time was an excellent time for these conversations. Also, the car ride is another time that might be optimal to have a dialogue. But whenever you decide to, to make that um, conversation or start that, that dialogue, make sure it's a time that people are relaxed. Um, you want it to be a time that's enjoyable and there's you know less maybe less tension. So you could start by telling a short story about maybe something intriguing, something funny that happened, or something unique that, that may have occurred that day in your work day. Maybe your coworker brought donuts to work but forgot her coat. Or maybe you got a call from someone and they thought you were their grandmother. Or maybe the radio in your car came on and you and you hadn't done anything. And so these are just like little icebreakers kind of to help your child lighten up and maybe not feel so much pressure from you about giving that information um, because you're starting to give information first. So just think of something and then start talking. Make your voice interesting and engaging. Believe me, when anyone starts to tell a story, most people will captivate it, be captivated, including children and especially children. They love to hear stories. Now, this might be all it takes for your child to share something about her day. But if not, no worries. Wait for your partner or your friend or whoever you're talking to to respond to that story. Maybe sure they share something about their day. Um, and then just try to keep that going. And if your child doesn't join in or doesn't offer anything, you could say something like, so after everybody's had a turn, you could turn to your child and say something like, so did you have something silly or crazy or funny happen to you today? And, you know, then wait. If they don't have a response, just let it go. Don't push. Don't rush. Do not create unrealistic expectations because that is something that children are going to just push back against. And many children are going to feel that pressure and then just clam up. Kids will talk when they have something to say, and so sometimes we just have to be patient. Another conversation starter could be what your workday was actually like, what you actually did for your work. And so you would obviously have to adapt your job description or the things that you do to the age of your children, but in as much as possible, tell them about your day, So, um, or at least one part that might interest them. So one of the... Um, things that kids want to talk about most when they do start talking is either recess or lunchtime or something social that occurred. So that might be a good way to start getting information, talking about your lunch or who you socialized with, what you talked about, maybe, um, you know, what happened during your lunch period or whatever, however you do your lunch. And then you could talk to your child about her lunch experience. 
If you know what she ate, you can talk about, well, did you like that food today? Did anyone else have that kind of food? Who, who did you talk to at lunch? Or were you able to finish all of your food? Things like that. And if you don't know if your child eats at school, you don't know exactly what they had, you could ask them to recall, you know, what kind of food they had. Um, again, what, who they sat by, were they able to talk, things like that. And then to talk about your actual work, um, you can tell a short story about a project you worked on or a client you met or whatever your work is, um, something that might be interesting to your child that they would begin to understand a little bit about your work. And then it's it, to get a better glimpse of the work your child does in their classroom, it's a good idea to obviously meet with their teacher as often as, as is possible keep up with newsletters and correspondence and things like that. Because if you know bits about the possible classwork they're doing, then you can better ask questions that are more direct that will prompt information about what they're learning. So obviously there are endless possibilities regarding content of a conversation to bring up with your child. So just think of what's interesting to you or what's important to you and then make it interesting for your kids. And the main point is you can have engaging conversations with your kids and then eventually you'll be able to get some tidbits about their day. It may not be in the same way that you're expecting. It may not be direct, but it could be maybe in a roundabout way. Um, and this might take time. So really just don't expect them to jump right in and start talking, especially those kids who are hesitant or who don't know or who say they did nothing. You know, those, those kids are not going to just probably start jabbering away, but be be uh, be know and just know that they will be listening, and the role modeling that you do is one of the most important pieces to this puzzle. So, secondly, I really want to encourage you to listen to what they are saying. Really listen. Try not to interrupt, even if you feel like you don't understanding their story or whatever they're talking about at that moment. Just keep listening. Wait to ask questions or clarify until later in the conversation. So, and really try not to pass judgment on what they're saying. Just really just listen. Because when, if your child is a child who doesn't open up as much or isn't as talkative, you want to make sure that when they do start talking, they don't, they don't get interrupted. They don't just stop and, and feel like, oh, I don't, I can't keep talking because somebody's going to interrupt me. And, and then if there is a pause, then you could ask some clarifying questions at some point. So maybe your child starts telling you about a conflict he had with another child. So let's say he hit somebody that day and had to be a teacher's partner or whatever, however the, the, um, the school does their, their conflict resolution. So instead of reacting, instead of judging him or moralizing at that moment, just listen for clarification. So ask about the objective details. What happened before that? Did you try to talk to him about the problem first? Who else was involved? Did anyone get a teacher to help? Did something happen yesterday that upset you today? You know, things like that. So you can you can ask these really objective, direct questions to try to get to maybe a deeper issue for the reason there was the hitting. And then some at some point later, you can talk about the issue of hitting and how you need to, we need to try to seek alternatives and, and things like that. But in the moment, just really try to tune in and listen to what your child is saying so that the next time he'll feel safe and he'll feel comfortable and he'll feel like he can open up and talk when there's something hard to say. 
And the most important takeaway, I think, from all of this is that you want an open channel of communication with your kids. I mean, that's a given, obviously. We all want to make sure our kids are talking to us and and we're able to share things. And make sure that they know and understand that they can talk to you about anything at any time. Because that is really the key. And especially as they get older, into their adolescent years, you want them to be able to come to you and talk about everything that they they want to talk about. The way that you respond definitely determines their eagerness or lack thereof to talk to you in the future. So I know I jumped off course here just a bit, but it felt like it was an integral part of this challenge because when we try to find ways to get our kids to talk to us, we have to be mindful that they well, they want, they feel heard, that they feel respected, that they feel valued and understood in the ways that we're interacting. And so even when they make mistakes and if they're struggling, we still can be respectful toward them in the way that we're communicating. And we can still send them the message that we want them to get, the, the morality, if you will, but it doesn't have to be in a judgmental way or a way that makes them fearful. Because as parents, we are their number one advocate, and we always will be. So they need to feel that. And at the same time, take responsibility for their actions. I mean, we're not going to just let it slide, obviously. But if you shower your child with empathy and understanding, that doesn't simply is that is what we have to do. But it doesn't give the child a pass to be discourteous or unkind or disrespectful because they have to still engage in the responsibility for their choice. And so then also I wanted to share some ideas for prompts or ways to keep a conversation going. And so these are some just some basic questions that you could use to prompt a conversation. So I just wanted to kind of run through a list of questions that are possibilities for when you're trying to get information from your child instead of saying, what did you do today? which is kind of a common, and it's a general, and I think it's sometimes too general for children. So if we get a little bit more specific and say something like, what was your favorite part of the day? Or was anyone absent today? Who did you sit by? Who did you play with? What kind of work did you do? What did you, who did you work with? Did you make any new friends today? Did you tell your teacher about the visit you had with grandma? Did you guys go outside to play? Did you smile at anyone today? Did anyone ask you what you had in your lunchbox? Did you ask your friend about her lunch? Did you get to do your favorite work again? Did you ask your teacher for a lesson? And this is um, based on a Montessori classroom. But you could also prompt by saying, did you ask your teacher about the question you had about your homework or something like that? Another one is, how did you feel when you were working with your friend? Were your shoes comfortable? To play in. I know the new shoes can be sometimes uncomfortable. Were you warm enough in your shorts today? Was there anything that stands out from your day? Did you feel disappointment any time throughout the day? Was there anything that happened that put a smile on your face? Did you and your friends think of a new game to play? So those are just a few um, questions that I could think of, but if you, if you have other ideas, that would be absolutely wonderful coming from your own heart from your own sense of your connection with your child and you can also start with statements such as instead of just a question but something like 
I noticed you had a big smile on your face as you walked into the school. Or it looks like you had a great time playing outside when I picked you up. Now, a side note, when there is, um, let's say there's dirt, sand or mud or something on their child in your child's clothing, don't make that an issue. Just allow it to be the indicator that you noticed she must have had a really great time playing outside. Or you could say something like, I saw your friend run up to you on the playground when you arrived. That must be a really good feeling. So those are, are also prompts that are actually not a question, but something that is, is letting your child know that you're observing and you notice something and then it might help trigger something that happened, you know, for them. So I would keep those kinds of comments on the positive side. So you don't want to kind of bring out that like, oh, I noticed you were sad when you left, when I left you or something. Um, because that could be a different time when you would talk to your child about those things. But you want to get them, you want to prompt them and get them going with something that was positive. So obviously, the list of ideas can go on and on and on. And I can imagine that you are already kind of starting to churn in your mind with more ways to engage with your kids and stay connected with them. And ultimately, that is the key. Connection is the key. It's the main focus and it's the end result. And as humans, we need that connection with other people, other human beings, especially those people in our family. So hopefully this short little episode has given you a jumping off place to get those special little people in your life talking to you and then everyone will feel good in the process. So as always, thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next time.